Well, hello, guys. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is a quick one. We are going to love it or leave it fasting. And this is just truly since the beginning of starting a social media platform that was all about macro counting, sharing my journey in losing 100 pounds, like all the things I have probably this goes hand in hand with supplement questions. I would say I have been asked about intermittent fasting, like outside of macro counting. Oh, man, it yeah, the the whole like, should I take supplements? What supplement should I take? Right along with that question is, what do you think about intermittent fasting? Does it work? You know, can I do it when I count macros? And by the way, one of my other love it or leave it episodes is reviewing popular supplements. So if you have that question and you haven't listened to that episode, it's a really good one. And it's got lots of good information just about what's worth spending your money on, especially when it comes to body composition goals, but also just kind of overall health. I don't cover everything, but I give you a really good rundown of really those popular ones, things like green supplements and BCAAs and protein powder and creatine. So definitely check that out. But again, going hand in hand with being asked about supplements, I also get asked about intermittent fasting. And I'm here to break it down for you guys in terms of do I love it or do I leave it? As always, the goal of this show is for me to be the researcher and do, you know, all the dirty work and break it down into bite-sized digestible pieces that are actionable. So I'm here to give you the sort of applicable side of things, not to comb through the research. That is not what this podcast is about. And truthfully, as much as I absolutely love research, like it's, I mean, it's one of my favorite things to do to wake up in the morning with a cup of coffee. I'm subscribed to this wonderful research review that's always putting out, you know, some of the latest studies and breaking it down. Like I love doing that, but I don't love then turning around and teaching those things in terms of having to talk about, you know, all the, you know, nitty gritty parts of research, like the study size, the sample size, you know, the conclusion, the results, like, I don't want to do that. What I want to do is give you the information that you want, which I'm guessing if you're asking me, you know, what I think about intermittent fasting, you're asking me because you want to know if you should do it. (laughs) Like, should I try intermittent fasting or I'm doing it? So what do you think? Like, should I continue doing it? And that's what I want to give you today. So because we're not going to get into all the research, I do want to talk to you about where you can find some research on this. And I'm going to actually point you guys in the direction of another podcast. My friends over at Stronger by Science, these guys are go-to, one of my go-to resources, and they have an episode on intermittent fasting. It's one of the things that they talk about in the episode, there's multiple things they discuss, but they go in detail of the studies, like breaking it down by study. And they talk about all that fun stuff, like, you know, the methods that were used and all of that. So if you want to learn about the research behind my sort of conclusions and the things I am going to talk about, 
You want to get into all that? I'm going to tell you, go check out It's Stronger by Science. And you can also check out their social media. They've got a fabulous Instagram where, again, they break these things down. They've got more up-to-date stuff over there. So go check that out if you want to get into the science of it. And I'm also not here to teach intermittent fasting today. This is actually not a methodology that we use at Balance by Hillary, which don't think that that means I'm going to say leave it, okay? Just because I don't teach it doesn't mean I'm going to say leave it. So hold tight, okay? But I'm not going to get into the weeds of what intermittent fasting is and how to intermittent fast. Again, what we're going to talk about today is should you be using intermittent fasting alongside your balanced eating approach, counting your macros in order to see the fat loss results you want. That is what we're going to talk about today. So let's get into it. What's up, you guys? You're listening to the podcast. It's all about balance with me, Hillary Downey. On this show, I'll teach you how to ditch fad dieting once and for all so you can quit gaining and losing the same weight over and over again, or get extreme diets that deprive you and don't work. With macro counting, you can learn how to lose weight eating the food you love. Pizza, cookies, and wine, it's all on the table. But we don't just talk about diet around here. We'll cover fitness, mindset, lifestyle habits, all of the important topics I had to address in my own 100-pound weight loss journey that you'll need to reach your goals as well. You deserve to look and feel your best, and I'm so excited to walk beside you and show you how. It's time to unlearn what you've been taught about weight loss and discover that it's truly all about balance. So let's go. the first thing when it comes to intermittent fasting is holy freaking cow. Everybody's like, macros are so confusing. And I'm like, intermittent fasting is confusing. Okay. It's not confusing, but guys, there are so many different ways to intermittent fast. And there's all these different like, you know, feeding schedules and time like ways you can do it where you fast for this amount of time. And then you, you know, eat in this window. And uh, there's a lot, there's a lot out there are just a lot of ways to intermittent fast. In fact, you could say that we all intermittent fast in some ways because when you go to sleep at night and you're asleep and you're not eating and then you wake up in the morning, maybe you have, you know, an hour where you just drink coffee or whatever, you probably don't eat like the minute you wake up, right? That is a period of time where you are fasting. But what I typically see with clients or ladies who are asking me about this is that they are truly looking at having a period of time throughout their day where they are not eating, and then they have a period of time where they are eating. So what this is really considered by a lot of the science community is time-restricted eating. So what that means is no matter how you do it, right, whether it's, you know, an eight-hour eating window or a four-hour eating window or whatever it might be, no matter what you're doing, what you're doing is time-restricted feeding. And in fact, you'll see a lot of that in the scientific literature instead of the words intermittent fasting. But intermittent fasting is certainly what it is called, the popular term. It just is a differentiation I want to make here that intermittent fasting can be many different things. What I'm kind of going to view this as as a coach and somebody who wants to give you information about whether or not this is something I would love or something I would leave for a client who's trying to reach her fat loss goals is that most women are really looking at skipping breakfast, right? So again, fasting all night, skipping breakfast, and then not eating until later in the afternoon. That might be lunch or after lunch. So 
really breaking it down to eating sometime in the afternoon up until, you know, maybe cutting off at 8 p.m., for example, and just eating within that small window. And what you see, you know, a lot of times on social media or with certain programs is that this yields better fat loss results. This is going to help you see better fat loss and and lose weight and all of these things. So the very first thing that I just want to say to sort of cover this topic of whether or not intermittent fasting is, you know, better for weight loss, does it have, you know, is it sort of this magic bullet, is that when you look at the scientific literature, and I'm not talking about just one study, okay, again, going back to, you know, you really can't just judge something off of one study, you've got to look at all of the scientific literature. And there's a study that could support that it's this wonderful magic bullet, right? But again, you've got to look at the methodologies and all of these things. And most importantly, you really need to look at all of the literature, right? So this is what we call like a meta-analysis where you're looking at everything and you're saying, does intermittent fasting lead to better fat loss results? Well, I mean, the question is like compared to what, right? So again, because I don't want to get into all the science, I just want to really let you guys know that based on the literature and what, you know, experts, true scientific experts have to say about, you know, body composition goals and using intermittent fasting is that it isn't a magic bullet when you are comparing it to just being in a calorie deficit, okay? Now, again, that doesn't mean I'm going to say leave it, so hold on. But what I want you to know is that whenever it comes to fat loss, okay, whenever you are losing body fat, losing weight, what you are doing, what you have to be doing is you've got to be in a calorie deficit. And intermittent fasting can be very helpful in doing that, right? Because you've got these parameters around when you can eat and when you got to cut that off. And let's say you're somebody who snacks in the evening, right? You consume an extra 400 calories in the evening just from snacking. And now you are cutting that off early and you're saying, no, I can't have that. What you're doing is that you are closing out that window of eating and therefore cutting off that 400 calories that you might usually consume. So the tool that you're using is fasting, but the science, the foundation of what is happening is that you are in a calorie deficit, okay? So there's nothing magic about it. It is what we have always known is that you've got to be in a calorie deficit. And for some people, that is an extremely useful tool. And I use the word tool because food logging is a tool. Intermittent fasting is a tool. And the thing about tools is that they're not magic and they're not special, right? All diets that work for fat loss have one thing in common. They help you consume less calories than your body burns so that you can be in a calorie deficit so that you can lose weight. So that's the most important thing to understand is to not put this tool on a pedestal. It's the same thing I say about macro counting. Logging your food being a tool, that's just a tool that you're using to eat less calories, to control how many calories you're eating so that you can lose weight. What's important to understand about 
these tools like logging your food or fasting is that what works for one person might not work for the next. And this is really where I want to get into this conversation of do I love it or do I leave it? So let's talk about who I love intermittent fasting for. I love it for people that it works for. Okay. And in all my years of coaching, having worked with thousands of women, I have seen some women find intermittent fasting or use intermittent fasting as a tool alongside their macro counting, obviously, because they're going through my program and it works for them. It truly does. And that is awesome to me. Like I am like, hey, if it's working for you and you feel good and and it's something you can sustain, use that tool. That is clearly the right approach for you. Nutrition is so individualized, right? What do I say? Autonomy is hot. Like you don't have to do what everyone else is doing or what even some coach or whoever, somebody on the internet says is right. If you know that something works for you, you should be doing that. And when it comes to intermittent fasting, I see certain groups that it really truly does work for. And a couple of just examples. Um, Number one is men. I just want to say it's funny. I've worked, I obviously work the majority with women, but I've had some settings where I have worked with men and man, they do so well with intermittent fasting. Uh, So that's one population that I see, I have seen it work well for. But another time that I have seen intermittent fasting work is for that population of people that just don't like eating breakfast. And I am going to have a caveat to this one in just a moment. But, uh, you know, there is something to be said for being somebody who doesn't like to eat breakfast. And I have had many clients over the years that are like, I just I don't want to wake up and eat. And usually that has something to do with their workouts. Oftentimes, you know, I have clients that just prefer to work out on an empty stomach. And I totally get it. Like if that is, you know, how you feel best when you're training or exercising, then again, I want you to do what you know is best for you. So again, I see it work for that. And then the other time is when it really comes down to lifestyle. I've worked with lots of night shift nurses and women who their occupation or again, just their lifestyle kind of has them on a weird schedule or not your typical like nine to five schedule, right? And for them, having this feeding window and and just kind of having the structure around it makes sense because of their job, like when they can actually take a break and eat and things like that. Okay. So again, there are populations, there are so many instances where I have seen intermittent fasting work. And I think the biggest thing that you have to know is if it works for you, if your lifestyle is, you know, It helps you to have that eating window because of your job or what you've got going on throughout the day. Same thing. You know, if you're just truly somebody, you work out in the morning, you just don't want to work out with food in your stomach, maybe it works for you. Okay. So that is truly the biggest thing that I want to be understood when it comes to intermittent fasting. And now I'm going to flip this script just a little bit because. One thing that I have seen in my coaching is that women will come to me and they'll say, you know, I have fasted for years, years and years and years, and I I swear by it. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, 100%. Like, again, 
what I just said to y'all, I would say to them, you know, if it's working for you, by all means. And then they're like, well, but I'm not happy with my body. (laughs) I'm not seeing the results that I want. And that is where as a coach, what I want to say to you today, as you're listening to this, if you're that person who is like, I've done intermittent fasting before, and I just swear by it, I hate eating breakfast, or it's worked for me, you know, before, whatever. But you're you're here and you're listening to this and you're saying, yeah, but I'm not where I want to be. I have not seen the results that I want to see. I haven't gotten to my end goal. What I want you to do is maybe just consider that this might be a variable worth asking yourself, does it really work for me? And again, that doesn't mean it doesn't work for somebody else. We just talked about how this works. It works because it helps a lot of people create that calorie deficit. But does it work for you? The most important thing that you can do in your weight loss journey is find what works for you. Everybody wants to know, what's the best diet? What's the best diet? (laughs) You know, what foods should I be eating? What What is the best diet is the one that works for you. And nutrition is extremely nuanced and it should be individualized. So again, if you're clinging to this idea that intermittent fasting works for you, I just want you to reconsider that if you are in a place where you're saying, I'm not happy in my body. I don't really like, you know, how I feel. I haven't gotten to that end goal and I've been trying so hard and you've been fasting. You've been keeping this tool in your tool belt. I speak from experience having, again, coached a lot of women who I saw cling to this, okay? And I've seen this with things before like keto and Weight Watchers. And what typically I feel like is happening with this is that maybe there was a period of time where you did see results, okay? So let's say you have 50 pounds to lose and maybe you lost the first 20, right, with intermittent fasting. You haven't gotten rid of the other 30. And you're still clinging to, well, that worked before, you know, I feel like it should work now. Well, maybe it did work then, but maybe it's not working for you now. And that's okay. Like, it's totally okay to say, yeah, that worked for me before. I can think of certain times with my macros and the way that I had my eating schedule set up. I used to be somebody who, you know, ate only three meals a day, I would have like a small evening snack, but it was really small. And that worked for me. And then I hit a point where for me, it just that wasn't really working for me. I was, you know, having some hunger and just some of these things. So I was like, well, I'm gonna try something else. I'm gonna add these snacks in. And guess what? That started working for me. But if I hadn't been willing to change my, you know, approach, and I had just clung to well, no, but the three meals a day worked for me before, then I wouldn't have gotten the results because I wouldn't have even tried it, right? So I want you to keep that in mind. And I want to go through some things that I see be sort of the pitfall for a lot of women when it comes to intermittent fasting. And that's honestly how I'm going to close this episode out. These are just some things to think about. These are the things that I have seen as a coach working with women who were trying to intermittent fast, not seeing the results that they wanted. These are just sort of observations and and think about these things and ask yourself, like, is it possible that this is true for me? And maybe not. And maybe, you know, it's that we got to figure something else out. But just consider these things. So the first thing that I see that can be sort of a, a 
misstep with intermittent fasting and women is that they are, you know, they're fasting all morning, they're not eating breakfast. And what happens is that when mealtime finally comes, they are ravenous. Okay, this is me. This is why I'll just tell you this is why intermittent fasting doesn't work for me. And I have certainly like done it. I've I will sometimes like on the weekends this will be something that I do not on purpose and not because I am like strategically doing it. It just kind of happens naturally. But I will tell you this is why I couldn't do it every day of my life. By the time that first meal comes around, all good sense <laughs> goes out the window. And I've seen that oh my gosh with so many clients that are like you know, they're fasting all morning and then it comes mealtime and they're shaky and they're hungry and hangry, right? And they're just truly ravenous. And that control, that self-control of like, okay, now I'm going to go eat my, you know, meal prepped lunch or, you know, oftentimes it's that they don't even have food prepped. So it's more like, ooh, I've got to sort of make an impulsive choice. The choice that gets made is not always the best. And what I mean by that is it's usually higher calorie, right? So thinking fast food, out to eat food, um, higher calorie, higher carb, higher fat, you know, usually more carbs, not as much protein, not as balanced, not as many good volume veggies or choosing fruit. And again, not everybody experiences this, but I have seen it be true for so many women that by the time that they get to eat, they just don't have as good of judgment because they're truly freaking hungry. And your body, when you are hungry, I mean, you're just going to want, especially like the carbs, right? That fast energy. So this is a, a common you know, pitfall that I see with women that try to intermittent fast. And then what ends up happening is that they're just consuming more calories. And again, going back to the beginning here, if you are over consuming calories, you're not going to lose weight. No matter if you're intermittent fasting or whatever. So they're just over consuming calories in that feeding window, right? And therefore not seeing the results that they want. Another time I see this be problematic is energy levels. And this is one I don't know if it's talked about as much. And I will say I have had women on the other side of this. Um, So again, this isn't speaking to everyone. I've had women say that eating in the morning makes them feel more sluggish. And I am always curious about that because it makes me wonder like, what is your breakfast? Is it more carb heavy? Is it good protein? But either way, it doesn't matter. Some women feel very, um, you know, focused and have more clarity and feel more energized with fast. And if that were the case, if, you know, I'm the opposite, like a good high protein breakfast that's really balanced with good nutrients, like that's clear and focused for me. But if it were the opposite for me, I'd probably fast too. So I totally can get that. But I have also seen, you know, again, sort of the opposite where uh, your energy levels are just really low and maybe not necessarily in the morning, but really the afternoon and especially that afternoon slump, right? I'm talking two, three o'clock, four o'clock when you're just like, ooh, like the normal energy slump, but like it's almost over the top, right? And, you know, I know so many women that they just feel like they're energy levels plummet and therefore their activity levels plummet, meaning they aren't getting any steps in after that, right? They're not as likely to get up and move around. They're struggling to get through their evening activities of getting the kids to, you know, ball games or, you know, going for a walk or getting a workout in. So 
if your fasting is causing you to be more sedentary and therefore you're not moving your body as much and maybe you're not in that calorie deficit that you were going to be in when you said you were having those higher activity levels, right? Because remember, when you know your calorie amount, it is dependent on the factors like your activity level. So if you do a calorie calculation and you say, oh, I'm very active, I go for walks, I work out, you know, don't miss my workouts, whatever, that calorie amount that you're given that you're trying to follow is based on that activity level. But if you are so low energy that you can't show up for getting 10K steps in or you can't show up for your evening strength training or exercise class or even walk or whatever it might be, then now your calories are going to be too high. So again, this is another way that you're not really in that calorie deficit that you need to be in in order to see results. The last one is hitting your protein goal and that being the struggle. And this one comes up a lot. A lot of times I'll have ladies shoot me a DM and be like, I, you know, I am just really struggling to hit my protein goal. And so, you know, I'll kind of ask different questions. And a lot of times they'll be like, well, I don't eat breakfast. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. So yeah, if you only gave me eight hours to hit 130 grams of protein, for me personally, that would feel hard. That would feel very unnatural. It would feel like a struggle. Um, And this is just an aside from the fact that I just like to eat breakfast. Like I'm talking just, just, the protein here, like that would not feel natural to me. That would feel like I was really having to do a lot. And that's because I hit 20 to 30 grams of protein in the morning. And that missing that component, I would struggle too. So I see women do this all the time where they are not hitting that protein target, which as you guys know, is crucial in your fat loss efforts. If you're not hitting your protein goal because you're having to pack so much protein into this window, I don't know that I would support continuing to intermittent fast, you know? Yes, your calories are what matter the most, but man, that protein is such a close second that it just cannot be ignored. And so if you are somebody who, again, is clinging to this idea that fasting works for you, but you can't hit your protein goal or your energy levels are suffering. So you're more sedentary. You're not going for walks, moving your body. You're missing workouts. You're not eating a balanced, nutritious diet where you're getting in lots of fruits, veggies, healthy fats, good carbs, whole grains, fiber, like all the things. And you're, you're making these sort of impulsive, ravenous choices because you're so hungry when you finally get to break your fast and eat, then it's time to evaluate if fasting is really, truly for you. And the last thing that I want to say when it comes to this is what I will always say when it comes to anything. I don't care what diet. I don't care what exercise. I don't care what approach you are taking to losing weight, okay? If you are not seeing results, it's time to change something, okay? I mean, this is about as black and white as it gets, okay? If you aren't where you want to be, it's time to evaluate the things that you're doing and ask yourself, what am I willing to change? What do I need to try? Which variable do I need to look at, you know, trying something else, finding another solution? And 
I'm just, I'm just going to be honest, like having coached so many women who swore intermittent fasting worked for them. Okay. They would have, I think some of these women would have put their life on it. Like I'm not being dramatic here. Some of these women just were so attached to this fasting again, because maybe it worked before or they just really liked, you know, again, the energy, the focus that they might've felt, but they weren't seeing the results they want when they started eating breakfast. Okay. And they most importantly started eating a protein packed breakfast the weight started to fall off. And again, we didn't really change anything else, okay? And I saw this time and time and time again. We did not change anything else. We just added in 20 grams of protein to start the day at breakfast, and boom, fat loss results started happening after months, maybe even years of a standstill. If you are hearing that and you're like, but Hillary, I hate eating breakfast. I just want you to consider what I said, okay, about let's just try, okay? And if you hate it and it's miserable, okay, then okay, we can try something else. But like, I'm just asking you to consider trying. And the reason that I want you to consider trying is because I've just seen it be the game changer so many times. I'm speaking from coaching experience here, right? Like I don't throw all the studies out the window. I'm talking about experience, real life coaching women who were so frustrated at the point of giving up that changed this one variable and let go of this idea of intermittent fasting and saw the results that they wanted when they did. All right, guys, that is really my wraps on love it or leave it, intermittent fasting to just sum it all up. I love it for people that it is working for. I love it for people that it fits their lifestyle. But I am going to leave it for the majority of women that I see really, truly benefit from having a solid protein-packed breakfast that revs that metabolism, that allows them to hit that protein goal, that gives them energy and allows them to make balanced choices throughout their day. And most importantly, that they see the fat loss results that they want. So the biggest thing to ask yourself is, is intermittent fasting serving me? because it's not one size fits all. It is individualized. This is your life, your diet, your body, and you have to decide what is best for you. And I just want to close this out by saying, be open to trying something else. What can it hurt if you have tried everything? Are you clinging to things that you feel like are working for you? But are you asking yourself, is this actually working for me? And be willing to just try. You can always go back to what you were doing, right? Be willing to at least give it a try. Push yourself outside of your comfort zone because the women who are willing to do something else, find another solution, test it out, just see, and are willing to sit in a little bit of discomfort are the ones who truly reach their goals. And I want that for you. So, If you listened to this episode, I would love for you to let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram. I am at Balanced by Hillary. And if you have not yet joined our app, oh my gosh, okay. Yes, this is just, it's still so new. I haven't even like, um, I, I know I talked about it in the last episode. Please 
please check out our app, you guys. This is where you can join our community of women who are out here learning how to count their macros in our simplified approach, okay? So instead of counting four numbers, you're really just focused on two. It's amazing. It's not overwhelming. Our 28-day macro challenge program that is available to you inside of our membership, you can literally start today. Oh my gosh, you are going to Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. It teaches you everything you need to know to start losing body fat and creating that fit body you want and still eating the foods that you love. I would love for you to check out our app. Absolutely. If you have any questions, let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram, but I'm going to drop the link to our website where you can check out the app in the show notes. Thank you guys for spending some time with me today and I will see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's All About Balance. And if you did enjoy today's show, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a new episode. If you have not already, please connect with me on social media. I absolutely love meeting you guys and getting to know you. I will drop the links to my social in the show notes as well as our website. And I will see you guys next time.